Raider Church, what's up? My name is Clayton. I'm the pastor here at Raider Church. Excited to be here with you guys tonight. This weekend, uh, I was in Dallas. Anybody here from Dallas area? Uh, I was back in Dallas. My brother lives there and uh, got to do his wedding this past weekend. And uh, that was a huge honor. And so uh, we like literally like partied and danced the night away on Saturday night. And I'm not going to lie, like I got down, okay? Uh, I got down with my wife. I got down with my kid. Well, that sounded weird. Um, yeah, well, we're married. That, that, that happens. But, but, um, but also, uh, I was dancing with my kids. And at one point, like, there were so many people dancing, and it was getting kind of crazy. So, like, I was kind of dancing with my daughter, you know, on the, kinda, on the side, you know, doing our thing. And, and I can tell she's yelling something at me, but I, I can't hear her over the music. And so I'm like trying to listen and we're still kind of dancing, you know, and, and, and I get down lower and I still can't hear. So I, I literally get down on my knees and I listen and she comes up and she gets right in my ear and she yells loud and clear. I want to be on the dance floor. <laughs> now this scares me half to death. Okay. Because my daughter wants already, like at age four, wants to be in like on the action and like where the fun is and where the party is and where it's like the wildest and the, and the craziest. And that scares me a little bit. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, I got a lot of people that tell me, you know, about my daughter and the looks that she gives and the poses that she gives and pictures and things like that. Like, you, you, you get, you're going to have your hands full. Like, you're, you, you need to be worried about this. And so I'm getting more and more worried for my daughter. And this weekend did not help at all because she wants to be on the dance floor and she wants to be getting down like everybody else does. So, but we had, a, we had a great time. But I heard her when I got down. I couldn't hear over all the noise. But when I got down with her and she could speak into my ear, I heard her loud and clear. And in this series, what we're hoping is that you will hear from God, maybe for the first time, loud and clear. We said last week in part one of the series that we're in called DM that we want everyone here to hear a message from God. And so we gave you time to do that last week. We, we said in the, even in the service, like we, we had some silence and, and we were trying to listen for God. And based on the passage in 1 Samuel 3 that we read, we were saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then we challenged you guys this week to go out and to read Galatians 1 through 3 and ask God to speak to you again. And we're going to do some more of that tonight. And we're going to have a similar challenge this week, but before we keep going, I want to tell you some of the words that were sent to me, words from God that some of you received. And I just want to share some of those with you because they're powerful. And I believe God wants to speak to you tonight. Maybe if you, whether you heard from him last week or not, or maybe you missed last week, I believe God wants to speak to you. God has a direct message for you. And here were some of the ones from last week. After a breakup, this person said they heard God saying, follow me fearlessly. Let go so you can both heal. And when I see fit, I will bring you my best. Another one had a vision of being a pastor one day. Another had a vision of being a, a children's minister one day. A, another one said that they, they had a vision of adopting a child one day. Like not even, not even married yet. Not even sure what kids are going to look like in their future, but, but had a vision of adopting a child one day. It's powerful. Another said they had been abused and struggled with depression, anxiety, fear, had, had been on meds for, for years to help combat those things. And 
this semester at Raider Church has experienced a lot of freedom and, and joy, and she was able to get off those, all those medications and all those things, and she says because of what Jesus has been doing in her life this semester. And here's what she said. She heard from God. She said, you're no longer a slave to fear. It's time to get involved. It's time to share. I mean, that's powerful. Powerful. Another girl who was pregnant said that she was trying to decide what to do with this baby and she'd considered having an abortion and she heard God say to her last week, keep the child. Another felt called to lead worship. Another heard God saying, my bride, take charge. You are strong and can handle this. I'm before you, behind you, and beside you. Another who had been struggling with suicidal thoughts heard God tell them last week, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. And received peace and joy from that word they heard from God. Listen, I believe God, in a very similar way, has a message for you this week. Whether you heard from them this past week or not, I believe God has a message for you. And it's been our hope, it's been our prayer that in this series, every last one of us would hear a message from God. And so we're going to talk about tonight... What does a direct message from God mean? Like, what, what, what's going to follow? Like, what can we expect to come with a direct message from God? Last week, we talked about how to receive one and what that looks like and how God speaks to us. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what, it, what does that look like? What follows after a direct message from God? So if you've got your Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible, as always, you can go to RaiderChurch.com on your phone. Uh, just push sermon notes and the verses and everything will be there for you. But let's get going. Genesis 12, starting in verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, who had become Abraham, like Father Abraham, okay? The song that you might have sang at church growing up, you know, Father Abraham and many sons. Okay, that's the Abraham, okay? So the Lord said to Abram at this time, his name's Abram, watch this, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family. This is a direct message. Abram's receiving a message from God. Your, your relatives and your father's family, and watch this, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you, or some translations say through your seed, like through your kids and their kids. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. Abram receives a direct message from God, tells him to, to go and that God's going to make him great. He's going to make him into a great nation and he's going to bless him. And then as a result, because Abram is blessed, he's going to be a blessing to others. And literally all the families on earth are going to be blessed through Abraham, like through his line, through his descendants, through his seed. And so Abram, not yet knowing where he's going to go, God says, just go and I'll, I'm going to show you where to go. Abram hears this message, he believes it, and it says that he departed as the Lord had instructed. So we're going to break this verse down, and I've just got a list of things that a direct message from God means based on these verses. So if you've got a pen, you can write these down. Uh, if you go to the sermon notes, they'll, they'll be there for you as well. So number one, a DM from God will mean leaving your comfort zone. If you receive a direct message from God, 
it will often mean leaving your comfort zone. You might remember in the verses, verse one, it says that God told Abram to leave his native country, his family, his relatives. Like in other words, leave everything that's comfortable to you and go to the land I will show you. So for Abram to be obedient to the message from God, it meant he had to leave his comfort zone. And listen, the same thing is gonna be true for you. When you receive a message from God, it will oftentimes mean you will have to leave what's comfortable and step into what's uncomfortable. The Bible says that Abram departed as the Lord instructed like he was willing to get uncomfortable. And you will too. If you want to live out and obey this direct message that God has sent you or, or might send you, it, it's going to mean getting uncomfortable. And you have to be willing to take those steps of faith and get uncomfortable and leave your comfort zone. Secondly, a direct message from God might mean, or it's going to lead to more direct messages. You notice that God told Abram, Go to the land I will show you. I think most of us would have been like, uh, excuse me, what, what land was that? Uh, what, what land were you saying? Uh, oh, you're not going to tell me? Well, then how do I know where to go? God says, I'm going I'm to show you. In other words, there's going to be more direct messages. I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you where to go at, as you go. It's kind of like turn-by-turn turn directions from Siri. You see, this week... Uh, we were staying in this hotel in Dallas right at uh, 6.35 in the tollway. And uh, my brother, uh, about a year ago, introduced me to this place that he likes to eat in Dallas called Taco Joint. And it's amazing, okay? I love it. I'm addicted. And so we're there, and I'm like, uh, we got to go to Taco Joint before I leave. Because they got this thing called the Cannonball with brisket, and you get this jalapeno ranch, and it's just, like, incredible. And so I'm, like, dying to have some Taco Joint before I leave. And so Sunday morning, uh, our family meets, not my brother and his new wife, they're on their honeymoon, uh, but, but the rest of our family, we, we meet at Taco Joint, okay? And so I plug it into my phone so that I can get the directions to go to taco joint. And so my brother tells me, hey, we're going to go to the one on Northwest Highway. So I, I plug it in and I'm headed down the south on the tollway from 635. And all of a sudden I, I start seeing uptown and I'm like, huh, I've gone too far. I know I must have passed the, the Northwest Highway. But how did that happen? Because I've got my turn by turn directions going here. Like I'm following the map. And so how did I get off course? Well, come to find out my directions, I didn't know this at the time, were going through the Bluetooth system in my car, and it just so happens that my kids were watching Rudolph the Reindeer movie, and that's the sound that was coming over my speakers. And so I wasn't hearing Siri tell me where to go, I was hearing Rudolph whine about not getting to play any reindeer games. And so I missed my exit, and I'm way past the exit, and I realized this, and I have to turn around, and I have to go back, uh, turn all the way around, and go all the way back on the highway, to get to my cannonball at Taco Joint. I was upset. But here's the thing. Siri didn't give me all the directions up front. What if she had? I'm talking about Siri like it's a person, okay? But what if she had? If she had given me all the turns and all the directions up front, I would have been confused and overwhelmed. Like, what, 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 I'm having to remember, what exit do I take now? And, and, and what road do I take now? 
Here's the other thing. If Syria given me all the directions up front, what need would I have for her anymore? I would have no need to listen to her voice the rest of the trip. And you see, here's the thing. God knows that your best and my best is to be in close relationship with him, continually hearing from him. And so he doesn't always give us all the directions up front. He doesn't always give us all the turns and all the steps it's going to take to get to where we're going. Sometimes he's going to say, go, and I will show you as you go. You're going to get more direct messages in order to live out the plan and the purpose that I have for your life. And so go to the land I will show you. And as you go, I'll give you those turn-by-turn directions as you continue to listen to my voice. So a DM from God will lead to more DMs. Next, a DM from God will seem impossible. It's going to seem impossible. When Abram received this message from God, God's telling through you, like through your descendants, through your kids, through your seed, all the families on earth will be blessed. To which Abram responds a couple chapters later. God, how is that possible? I'm in my old age now. He was 75 at the time. When God told him to go, to leave his country, he was 75 and God's telling him, through your seed, all the families on earth are going to be blessed. Abram's hearing this and, and he's thinking, that's impossible. I'm 75, I'm in my old age, we can't have kids anymore. Like, I'm not even sure if it still works. Like, how is that going to happen, God? In fact, Abram's wife, Sarah, hears God saying this to him and she laughs. And God tells Sarah, or tells, tells uh, Abram, rather, he says, your wife, Sarah, she just laughed at me. And Sarah says in response, I didn't laugh. And God says, no, you did laugh. <laughs> I'm not joking. Go read it. Genesis 15. God's calling out Sarah for laughing at him. And she's like, I didn't laugh. And he's like, no, no, no I heard you. you. You laughed. You laughed. Sure enough, Abram ends up having kids in his old age. And God's promises come true. It seemed impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Nothing is too hard for God. And so you may receive a direct message from God and, you're, and you may think that, that's impossible. That could never happen. I don't, I don't understand. How's that going to happen? And nothing is too hard for God. You know, when we first started Raider Church, it exploded like all at once. And we weren't sure. We thought, we, we need to move this to the campus. We'd been meeting at another church here in town that was hosting us. And, and we thought, we, we need to move to the campus. But to do that meant we were going to have to move into the auditorium where we meet at most of the semester. And that was going to require a ton of money. Okay? Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get all the numbers for you, but it was going to take a ton of money, okay, to rent out that place every week and to buy all the equipment, all the audio, video, and lighting that we were going to need to be in the auditorium to be able to host thousands of students. Now, the other side of that is we didn't have 1,000 students yet. We had a lot, but we didn't have 1,000. We had some money, but we didn't have a lot of money. And we needed a ton of money. 
not just one-time costs, but in recurring costs. But we felt like God was leading us to move to the auditorium. And so we did. We moved, and we immediately exploded again. And every semester, we've been growing. And the money has continued to come in, supernaturally sometimes. As we talk, as we pray, as we post, as we go out and, and raise funds to support this thing, God has continued to provide and do the impossible. We felt like when we, filled up, when we were filling up the floor, God was saying, hey, we're going to move into the balcony. And, and we were praying for almost two years for the first person to be seated in the balcony. And that happened this past semester. That seemed impossible. But God did it this past semester. God's given us a vision. We, we, we believe we've seen visions of seeing that entire auditorium full, not just the floor, which is full now, but now moving into the balcony and filling up the balcony. And then maybe moving over into the Coliseum, which is right next door, that holds 6,000 students. And then when we first started this, we believed God was going to eventually have us in the United Spirit Arena with thousands and thousands of college students in this area, worshiping God together. Listen, I'm going to tell you, even right now, that seems impossible. But nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for Him. He does the impossible things that we can't do, that we can't even imagine. He can do those things. So a DM from God will oftentimes seem impossible. Next, a DM from God will bring blessing in your life. You remember God said, I'm going to bless you. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who treat you with contempt. In other words, God was saying, it's going to bring blessing into your life. It's going to bring protection into your life. When you listen to a DM from God and you do what God says, it will bring blessing and protection into your life. But the same is also true for the opposite. Okay, listen. When you hear from God, when God speaks to you through his word or through prayer or through the church, other followers of Jesus or, or through your circumstances and you feel like you're hearing from God and you don't listen and you don't do what God says or you don't believe him for what he says he's going to do, you fall out from underneath that umbrella of protection. You see, God's a good dad and he's got a bunch of kids and he wants what's best for you. And he wants you under his protection. But when you, you reject God and you go, go, go against his word or you go against what he's telling you to do or direction he's telling you to take or when you go against something he's telling you to stop doing and, and you, you keep doing it, you don't listen to that message from God. You, you fall outside of that umbrella of blessing and protection. You see, God wants to bless you. Just like he said he's going to bless Abram. God wants to protect you. He's a great father. And he wants what's best for you. And the things he tells us aren't to rain on our parade or, or to be this killjoy or because he doesn't want us having fun. No, no, he does. He just knows our best is experienced underneath like his umbrella of protection and blessing. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Just because you, you hear this direct message from God and God's going to bless you in your life through it doesn't mean it's going to be 
easy. No, like we said at the beginning, it will oftentimes mean you have to get uncomfortable. It'll oftentimes be very hard and difficult. But what I can tell you is that it will be worth it. Because when God blesses you and you're underneath that umbrella of blessing and, and protection, it's worth it. So a DM from God will bring blessing, it'll bring protection, and then last, it's gonna come with responsibility. A DM from God will, will come with responsibility. God told Abraham, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you, I'm gonna make your name great, I'm gonna make you famous, and I'm gonna bless those who bless you, I'm gonna curse those who curse you. And then he says this, and all the nations on earth, all the families on earth are gonna be blessed through you. So God says, I'm gonna bless you, and then you're going to be a blessing to other people. In other words, God blesses us in order to be a blessing to others. The blessing doesn't end with us. It's not supposed to stop with you. It comes with the responsibility. You know, the gospel's the same way. You and I have been blessed with the gospel, with the good news about Jesus, that Jesus has rescued us from our sin. You've been blessed with good news. But that good news is not supposed to end with you. The good news isn't supposed to stop with you. You've been blessed with the gospel in order to be a blessing to other people. We're blessed to be a blessing, that we are a channel that God blesses so that we can bless others. It's not supposed to end with you. And so you're going to receive a direct message from God, and it's going to bring blessing into your life. It's going to bring protection into your life, but God's blessing you in order to be a blessing to others. The gospel isn't supposed to end with you. The blessing that God brings into your life isn't supposed to stop with you. And so Abram receives this direct message from God. And in chapter 12, it says, then Abraham departed as the Lord instructed. Well, as oftentimes happened, he begins to doubt, he begins to wonder. And he begins to question God and say, God, is this, are you really going to do this? Like, again, like how am I gonna have kids? And, and he's questioning how this is possible. And God tells him the promise again in Genesis chapter 15. He repeats all the same things. But this time it says in Genesis 15, verse six, watch this. And Abram believed the Lord and then watch this. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abraham believed God. He believed the direct message from God. He believed what God said. And the Bible says here in Genesis chapter 15 that Abram was counted as righteous because of his faith. So let me kind of put this into financial terms for you so maybe you can understand this a little bit better, okay? Um, this may not be true for all of you, but basically, you have no money, okay? I get that, you're, you're, you're a college student, okay? Uh, most of you, you, you've got no money. And, and when your account gets lower, okay, some of you, okay, I wasn't one of you, but some of you have parents that will just put money right into your account, okay? I didn't get that, I wasn't that fortunate, okay? But, but some of you are, and so you've got no money, 
It gets down low. You need to pay for things like books or food or, or whatever. And money just appears in your account. It's, I mean, it's like magic. Now, you are counted as having money. But it's not your money. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything for it. Someone gave it to you and put it there on your behalf. So now you are counted as having money. Did you know the Bible says you are not righteous? You're not. The Bible says none are righteous. In other words, none of us are good enough to be right with God. That's what righteous means. It's in right standing with God. We're not good enough to be right with God. And the punishment for that, the price for that, the fine for not being right with God because we've broken his laws is eternity separated from God in a place called hell. But the great news of the gospel is that God loves you so much and he wants a relationship with you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to pay the fine for your sin. And so 2 Corinthians 5 says this, that God made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. You see, if you're in Christ, if you've committed your life to Jesus, you receive righteousness. It's not yours, but you're counted as righteous because God gives it to you because of his son, Jesus. You see, there's this trade that happens. Jesus takes your sin and he gives you his righteousness. You didn't have righteousness. You weren't righteous. You weren't good. You weren't good enough to be right with God because of your sin. But God made him who knew no sin to be sin for you and for me so that in Christ we might receive righteousness from God, right standing with God, forgiveness of our sin, our sin separated as far as the east is from the west. Though your sin, the Bible says, is like scarlet, you will be made white as snow. That's what it means to receive righteous. That's what it means to be counted as righteous. You were sinful. You were dirty. You had messed up. You were not right with God. You were a rebel. You were a lawbreaker, the Bible says. Ephesians 2 says we're enemies with God. And that we were going to receive the wrath of God for our sin. But God. But God made him who knew no sin to be sin for you. So that you might become the righteousness of God. So that like Abram, you would be counted as righteous. You're not, you didn't have righteousness. But God gives you Jesus' righteousness. And so when you give your life to Jesus, your sin is forgiven. You're, you're made right with God. You're in right standing with God now because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. And you can know for sure that when you die, you're going to heaven and you can have this amazing relationship with God while you're here on earth where God speaks to you 
and you get to know him and you follow him. That's what happens when you commit your life to Jesus. Some of you are here and you've never made that decision before. You've never committed your life to Christ before. I wanna challenge you that tonight is your night to commit your life to Christ, to be in Christ so that you might receive the righteousness of God and receive righteousness. And here's how it happens. Genesis 15, Abram believed God. You're counted as righteous by believing the gospel, giving your life to Jesus, not by working for it. You, listen, you, you don't decide from this day forward, I'm gonna be a better person. I'm gonna try harder. I'm gonna be at Raider Church every Tuesday. No, 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 no. You, you don't earn righteousness. You don't earn a right standing with God. There's not enough steps or things you can do to be right with God. The only way to be right with God is to be counted as righteous by receiving righteousness from God. That's the only way. We often say around here that good people don't go to heaven, forgiven people do. In other words, the only way to be righteous for God is to be counted as righteous. And you only are counted as righteous when you believe the gospel, when you commit your life to Jesus. And so some of you here tonight, you need to, to do that. God's speaking to you tonight for the very first time. And the direct message that he's telling you is believe the gospel. Believe the gospel so that you can be counted as righteous. We shared this verse last week, and it's just so amazing. It's kind of a theme for this series. Jesus said this in John 6, as it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Who will be? You. They will all be taught by God. Not, not one, not, not a couple, not not pastors or, or priests or no, no, here, here's a secret. You, you don't need me to hear from God. You don't have to be here to hear from God. No, they will all be taught by God. God wants to speak to you directly. They will all be taught by God. Everyone, watch this, who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. God wants to speak to every person in this room directly to you. And here's why. Because those that hear from God are drawn closer to God. Jesus said, they're all gonna be taught by God and everyone who listens to the Father, he said, comes to me. Those that hear from God are drawn closer to God. So you want to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus? You want to grow spiritually? Then you need to hear from God. Go back last week and talk about how, how we do that, the, God, the ways that God speaks to us and, and how that happens and, and the way that you can hear from God. But those that hear from God are drawn to God. That's why God wants to speak directly to you. Because when you speak directly to him without going through an intermediary, without going through someone else, but when you get in your Bible and you pray on your own and you hear from God, that relationship grows. You don't grow in a dating relationship with an intermediary, with someone in a go-between that you're passing messages back and forth. No, no, that's not the way it happens. You grow in a dating relationship and you figure out if that's who God has for you to marry through a one-on-one -on -one relationship where you talk together and you grow together and you spend time with one another. Those that hear from God are drawn closer to God. 
God wants you close. He wants you near. And some of you are, are far away right now. But tonight, maybe you're hearing from God and he's, he's drawing you in closer. God wants you close to him because he knows that's the place where you're going to experience his best. And he knows that's the place where you're going to experience joy and fulfillment and peace that you're missing. It's because you're not close to him and God wants you to be close to him. And as you hear from him, you get closer and closer and you hear more and you hear more and you get closer and closer. God wants you close to him. Those that hear from God are drawn closer to God. And so here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you are here last week, you know we took some time and said, God, speak to me. We read some verses last week in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3 where Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so I want to invite you to do that now. And say, God, I want to hear from you. I want a direct message from you. Would you speak to me? And so would you just make that your prayer in this moment? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. As you hear something from God, write it down, put it in your phone. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. said they will all be taught by God. Jesus wants to speak to you. I believe he's speaking to many of you right now. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We said this last week, we said we can go any place, but we need a place. We need a place where we can get away, Jesus said, and close the door and get by ourselves and, and pray to our Father. We, we can, it can be any place, but you need a place. You need a place like this, kind of like where you're at right now, where you can get quiet and still and read God's word and pray and be silent and listen and ask God to speak to you. So I want to challenge you again this week to Go away by yourself, shut the door. Last week we read Galatians 1 through 3. This week I want to challenge you. Read Galatians 4 through 6 and finish that book. And ask God to speak to you. And when he speaks to you, write it down. And whether you hear God speak to you tonight or you hear God speak to you this week, I, I just want to ask that you would message us and tell us. You can email us, you can direct message us on social media. You can post it and tag Raider Church, but let us know what message you receive from God tonight or this week. And as you spend time with God this week, just make that your prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant 
is listening. And now would you stand? Our team's gonna lead us in worship. And I shared these verses with you last week, but they're so powerful, I, I wanna share them again. And as you stand, I just wanna ask you to close your eyes and picture this. As I read these verses, just imagine and picture this in your mind, this scene unfolding. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. Picture that. They would watch Moses until he disappeared inside. And as he went into the tent, imagine this, a pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance with the Lord speaking to Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would all stand and bow down in front of their own tents inside the tent of meeting. The Lord, picture this, would speak with Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. And all I can picture Joshua doing is just standing there with his eyes wide open and his mouth wide open and just picture, he was just like he couldn't get enough, like he couldn't believe what just happened, that God came down in the tent of meeting and spoke with Moses face to face like a friend. Can you picture that? Can you see Joshua standing there with his face just in shock and amazement? Can you picture that? He saw God speaking with Moses. Listen, God wants to do the same thing with you tonight. And this week, he wants to speak with you face to face like a friend. God, would you come and speak to us tonight? Speak to us this week. God, we bow down and worship you. And we say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed watching today. And if Raider Church has impacted you in any way, we would love to know about it. You can email me, parker at raiderchurch.com. And if you have any questions about Raider Church, please visit our website. Here at Raider Church, our vision is to have every college student come to know Jesus. We want this to be a safe place filled with people who care. Our hope is that Raider Church would become their second home. And so if you would like to partner with us financially, you can go to raiderchurch.com give. It's amazing to see what God is doing here, and we want you to be a part of it. So welcome home.